The following program is not to be taken seriously. What you are about to witness is two self-proclaimed cinema experts discussing the fun intricacies of the film industry. Their opinions or beliefs are not representative of true talent or proper cinema. Research is optional and even discouraged since they find it to be, and I quote, useless nonsense for the academy. Keep in mind that if you are trying to avoid spoilers, you are not in the right place. If the boys have seen the movie, it is assumed that everyone has. Sit back, relax, have fun. If you cannot currently do that, do whatever you want. Just enjoy the pod. Blue ready. Yes, sir. Uh, it's your boy. Ready. It's in two weeks. We're too early. I know. I'm very excited. You, you're gonna build so much apprehension for like the bum ass chief and board bum. I love 49ers. the Chiefs. I love. I, I I I just hate. Maybe I hate the 49ers more than I love the Chiefs. I, I think that's more. That, that's more accurate, actually. I want because you saying this just sounded wrong. I want a Chiefs dismantling. I want the Chiefs to dismantle the 49ers. My man's not believing in game manager Purdy. <laughs> that's offensive. To game. That's offensive <laughs> to Brock Purdy. He's decent. Decent. Not good enough. Not good enough. We'll I mean, get in. You got that far. I got something that's not good enough. Um, but we'll talk about it later. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to um, the CineCloud Podcast. This is episode, or I should call it like week 18, because episodes tend to like follow each other. Yeah, and we, we never have we, like we, a semblance of... Continuity makes no sense. We can barely say consistent in quality, so going from... <laughs> My guy has like Vietnam flashback of last week. Yeah, last week's episode got scrapped in case um, you were looking for it. <laughs> I don't know why you would. Because um, yeah, the result was abysmal, to say the least. Hang on a second. I got to wash my. I didn't have any water last week. Maybe that's why. Anyway, whatever. Um, last week's podcast was absolutely abysmal. We tried to record it on three separate occasions and nothing worked. Perhaps nothing worked because the movies that came out were not. We're as abysmal as our like about? attempt. To yeah, do we're, so. we're trying a different approach this week. We're going with just content that we actually want to be here for. So maybe maybe we'll get a different uh, a different impact out of it. What I'll say first and foremost is there was no movies released this week outside of Miller's Girl, which is a Jenna Ortega Martin Freeman film that was not released in this area. So like at all out of the cards, you just. So we improvised. Apparently, it was garbage. Oh, okay. The movie Miller's Girl, and it didn't come out near where we live. So I made no effort to go Blessing out of my way to. Disguise. Yeah, disguise, I was yeah. like, okay, might might be might be a sign of the film gods. Be like, uh, do your thing, twenty one. Exactly. Just let us do our thing. Exactly, and so then, um, essentially, the headline film of the week, the movie we're going to be talking about, the new release is a film called American Fiction. Um. Essentially, the story of how we got to watch American Fiction is me realizing that this week's podcast had nothing planned. And I go up to my co-host, Nick L, and I say, we have three choices. We're going to watch American Fiction, All of Us Strangers, or The Zone of Interest. And I knew from the get-go that my guy was not having The Zone of Interest. I'll tell you why. Let me explain why. When you present three movies like American Fiction, The Zone of Interest, and um, All of Us Strangers... You start kind of processing them all differently because there's mm-hmm. three very different yes. movies. So All of Us Strangers is definitely the more independent film and out of the bunch. And if we're going to explore it later on. Like, yeah. It it's planned in the it, cards. It's, it's in the cards. We're going to watch All of Us Strangers. It's just pushed to a later date. It's not a mainstream film. 
neither is the zone of interest, but the zone of interest has been being pushed to um, through the Academy Awards. Yep. It's it's really it's out here. It's out here eaten. So is American fiction, though. So it just boiled down to which film is following more of that mainstream new release uh, accessibility line. If we're being realistic, the zone of interest, as fantastic as it may look, I have yet to see it. And if anything, like, I was talking about this movie to a guy I know, and he was like, yeah, the only screening he knew of of that movie was in like where we went to see the Sweet East. It incident. plays at the Forum. It plays, Yeah, but... Boils down to the same idea that it's only in independent theaters with yeah. with a limited release. Yeah. So like it, it just zone like, of interest is hyper limited. Yeah. And whereas American fiction is it's got multiple more, theaters. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we just decided to go with it. Anyway, instead. so I presented you those three movies and I said I think it should be American fiction. And your answer to me was at first was, what did you say? It looks. I don't know why I we're gonna. Know, I don't yeah. know why we'd watch that movie. It looks. It looks blah. And I'm like. How could I have have been so wrong? (laughs) This is just, I'm the king of like going into a movie, watching, not even the trailer, looking at the poster and being like, nah, not feeling it. Anyway, so I dragged your ass to the movie theater. We watched American Fiction and like you said, you couldn't have been more wrong and I couldn't have been more right picking the movie that we were going to do. Like quick thoughts of American Fiction. If this movie isn't, deserving of all the praise it's getting it's deserving of like nothing at all mm-hmm. that's that's how it it, it it is attracting all this praise on a critical level and on an audience level and it's so um so well deserved yes uh, obviously maybe to add some context to the film it's a movie starring jeffrey wright um not a giant cast not an ensemble cast but i'd say pretty good like core there's like, a good core of actors here so jeffrey wright plays the star uh sterling k brown is his brother um you have Issa ray who's in this film and i am blanking on the name of the um don't look at me i, I know i'm not don't i can't, I can't rely on you for actor names nope i can't <sighs> fuck i hate to forget her name because she was good hang on um how the fuck is Letterboxd not going to pick up American fiction when I write American? <laughs> no, no. Uh, okay, American fiction. Um, Erica Alexander played Coraline, the uh, love interest. Mm-hmm. John Ortiz, Tracy Ellis Ross, um, Leslie Ugams, Oog- uh, who plays um, the, his mother in the yes, film yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Anyway, great little core group class. And great little big movie like i said it um the synopsis essentially revolves around this writer who is like kind of down on his luck in the sense that nobody's buying his book mm-hmm. until he comes to the realization that the um the publishing he's offering his book for want this completely different style of story and so he um he decides to he, make fun of them by actually writing yeah that kind of he story, decides to and yeah then the rest of the story unfolds yeah um yeah it's it's funny and it's 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 mixed into a whole you know uh, we deal with like a systemic issue racial issues there's a family issue and they all kind of interwave in mm-hmm. this perfect way they lock in in a perfect way uh, the director of this film who wrote directed he is in like a featurette prior to the film screening 
And he's like, people are labeling my movie as comedy, but I didn't write comedy. I just wrote reality. And it turns out reality is as stupid as it is and as funny as it is when you take a step back and watch it through a different lens. This movie is funny due to how realistic in a in a setting it is, mm-hmm. both with when it deals with family matters, when it deals with racial matters. Because in the, the United States. like the laugh matters, like is uh, appears out of irony. Yeah, this this movie like sole reason for existing is to expose the irony of this world, and in doing so, is ma- it manages to like make you laugh the entire way because you can't help but see that this is actually the world we live in and like you can actually see it happening before your eyes yeah and 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 it's it's funny because the movie is so accurately titled american fiction Mm -hmm. because it's like but this like we live in canada we're not like we're we're not we're we're right there we're in the same no but we're in the same boat like we're right there so it's like you're talking about a, 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 a an African-American man who, who feels obligated to write a story about a stereotypic, a, a racist stereotype of African-Americans in a book mm-hmm. to please what can white only be described as white people. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, it's so, um, it's clever in, in reality because like, you know, me and you sit here and we sat there watching the movie as white people and we're like, there's no way this is what, our race like looks like mm-hmm. and it's so accurately done in a way that you're dealing with topics of um not oversensitivity but perhaps a just constant overdoing everything yep. all the time that's kind of what they're pointing out it's a they're, it's a it's a full-blown critic of mm-hmm. the way uh racial injustice is handled for us to say that it's a uh, i i know it's like a like controversial like uh concept but it's the like exposure of white guilt mm. in a like uh, extremely realistic and funny perhaps it's funny, funny no it's really funny so the, as much as like uh, people are labeling this movie as like a um, what you call it a like activist movie slash mm, yeah okay. what i mean by that is some people do yeah yeah whereas i come in and say it's more so about exposing it, the rest if you of the story. It's to like, me this movie is just kind of doing what it does and it just says deal with it how you must Mm -hmm. if you're gonna label this movie an activist movie you might have some work to do on your end about how you treat people in society not that the movie does not push a certain like a message but the message that they push is not do more it's do it right Mm -hmm. like there's a whole concept that happens early in this movie where jeffrey wright who is the writer in this film he 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 makes book after book after book after book and he's great writer yeah like but nobody book. want his no. book and 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 his agent's on the phone with him and he goes it's because they want a black book and he's like i'm black it's my book and what do you it's want what do you book. want what do you want from me and i'm like bingo that's that's the point of this movie mm-hmm. it's it's if you want to help people but then they go into this oversensitive like this over doing it where they're talking to this guy who the same guy who writes this different type of book and he's putting them through a rabbit hole of shit that would never happen to anybody else but since they feel guilty mm-hmm. because of his skin color they're overdoing it they yeah. named the book fuck yeah <laughs> it, it's the funny one of the funniest scenes in the movie but they end up naming the book fuck because he's told them to and they feel too guilty to say no mm-hmm. and it's and they give you context the previous title was my pathology pa- yeah pathology with spelled with an f instead, instead of a th, th. It, which is funny in itself mm-hmm. but it's just like 
he's getting him to do all these things and you're just looking at it like he's really like a puppeteer he, yeah out here well just he, like, he's just yeah he's doing whatever he wants because they're never going to tell him no because they feel too guilty to tell him no or they feel too uh they're afraid to be uh insensitive and that's another great scene where he's on the phone with the um the uh the organizer of the book committee because yeah. there's a point where he has to join like this book committee of authors um that are going to review for the literary award and um you know <laughs> he's like we've gotten criticisms in the past about our board not being diverse enough so we called you and the guy's like, thank you for picking me to not be racist. <laughs> it's like, that happens And the nowadays. guy literally was like, yeah, I know, right? It just, he's it like, yeah, he's like, oh, you're welcome. I'm yeah. like, and that this is the shit that happens in today's society. Mm-hmm. Not that we're any experts on society, and this is not like a political near social justice issue podcast. No, but it's but worth considering When you that- point it out, you point out, when you point out a fact, you point out a fucking fact. Mm-hmm. Like, this, these things happen. And if you want a better idea of how to manage yourself in society as a white person going forward, peep American yeah. fiction because and, it's going to teach you something. And it's crazy to me that, like, after what we just said people are still going in not liking the way they've done things because it's not such liking a, the way they did the movie yeah but like the criticism the main criticism like i like uh saw from like people that gave this movie a like 3.5 to 4 mm-hmm. which i think is a bit low but i can see how it's fucking low it's this really too, low we're gonna yeah i'll get in we're going into technical aspects of film after but, mm-hmm. but i'll like, let you the, the close my point uh, the people were saying how like um they've had like enough of those kinds of movies and if it released 10 years ago yeah it released 10 years ago it would have been they're, like they're playing incredible the, they're playing the the idea is outdated yeah since when is clearly it? the idea the idea is not fucking outdated if they feel there's a need to make this movie if you see yourself or if you see somebody you know at any point if you can relate to somebody in this movie no matter which character it is the movie's not outdated. Mm-hmm. The movie is just as relevant as it is now than it is then. Maybe the outdated medium is the fact that he's a book. He's an author. Nobody really <laughs> fucking reads yeah. anymore, but who gives a shit? Like, you know, like, who cares? The movie's just... I hate when people say it, it's outdated because if the movie still finds its way to be... And I'm, I'm saying this for any movie. Mm-hmm. If the movie still finds its way to be relatable in any which way possible... We're not talking about outdated mm-hmm. because it's then that would mean it's like is Rocky outdated? 1976 is Rocky? I'd say no. No, because you can still relate to a man who's yeah. down on his luck, who's going to be an underdog and overcome. That's relatable. Mm-hmm. So Rocky is therefore timeless. A story like this about how to treat other people in society is timeless. There are aspects of it that are no longer really realistic. In 1976, televisions are boxes. Mm-hmm. Now we got flat screens. Rocky is not going to have a flat screen in 1976, but the plot is relatable, and the plot here is perfect. Now, if we dive into more technical aspects, mm-hmm. if you... Yeah, I'm good with it. Again, the if I had to close, though, I'd say that a lot of those, like, I don't want to, like judge or assume they're letterbox pussies that's what that's what we're talking yeah, about here but more so than that I feel and i like, like letterbox but yeah. holy shit <laughs> going into a movie like that with pre-made ideas is like a recipe for disaster yeah and this is a this is what we spoke about like i spoke like was it like three weeks ago i had mm-hmm. a whole spiel about pre-made yeah. ideas before movies and it ruins film mm-hmm. it's terrible and if anything like it's the people with like loud voices that like go as far as like to a detriment 
for the movie and like the art of cinema yeah. and like were you even objective when you went in and like wrote that review did it's, you even it's think? not even about objectivity to point out a film is outdated is the definition of being too objective just because something might be outdated doesn't mean it's bad just doesn't mean it's it, it it, it's not serviceable or it's not relatable mm. to, to, to see a movie and say it's based on older ideology. If this release in August Fuck 1986 like, uh, on the third week, uh, I think uh, this movie would have been a 8.6 instead a, of a 7.25. Absolute fuck off is what it is because that that drives me nuts. It doesn't take away anything from the movie whatsoever. Mm. Everybody just being too 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 sensitive about it. Outdated. What? <laughs> I don't understand. And again, perhaps we're we are um, maybe like may, in my case, I can't talk for you, but maybe I'm jarred because I like this movie to a point where I can't see a realistic problem, mm -hmm. a, a flaw. I'm like, it's fucking awesome. What's the problem? <laughs> but but the so that's kind of the point no, of why I, movies exist. Yep. If you fucking love them, you fucking love them, and you're gonna die on it. Like you're gonna die on your shield for the movie, and that's that's kind of what it is. And it's when you try to put like put yourself in their shoes and like go along with their arguments and see what they spur from. That's when it gets frustrating. You're talking about people who are criticizing the yeah. Thing, in yeah. this case, American fiction, because yeah. that's when you realize like when you do that whole deal that they're just flat out wrong and I don't care whether or not it's their opinion or just like facts or <laughs> knowledge that they have. If you well, go ahead they're and invent, wrong. no, if you go ahead and you invent like unrelatable crit criteria to judge a movie, such as it's an outdated idea. I'm sorry, fam, but do you even know you're watching a movie? Like, <laughs> It's Please. gonna. It's gonna, the movie's gonna be here. Like the, like, the, movie, the movie's gonna be here forever. So you're stuck with it and suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah. So outdated is not a valid argument. Outside of that, public perception has been practically flawless. Now we it feels it feels funny because for the past like five six minutes we've been talking about the argument that people have made to saying it's outdated. Mm. Outside of that, there's nothing wrong with nope. it. Like there's nobody has said anything that is wrong about this movie and if anything it's the right call because i don't see anything There's wrong, with this, wrong with this movie at all yeah so i was gonna say t technically we have a plot that we kind of described already and spoke about it really checks out mm -hmm. And maybe what we haven't said is there's a whole family aspect, as in there's a couple yeah, but it, it's death a, in the family, there's I'm, sickness, and I'm a big fan of like having spoilers in review. But if Go anything, for, for that movie, I think this part well, should not I, be spoiled. I, I don't, I'm not, because, I'm not spoiling. I'm saying there's sickness no, in the family, not. death in the family, not, but, but it doesn't ruin anything. No, it's more so in a sense like you, what like differ differentiate this movie from other movies that like try to go in that direction. Um, it was as complex and it's like main plot as it was exploring its, it's character just, it's so layered and yeah exactly the layers are too like intertwined for you to be like it, it's such a good ensemble yeah. of things going yeah. on all at once that you can't help to feel like there's a tangibility in this movie that yeah. i've rarely seen it and i feel like that that layering and i feel like i, I understand what you mean when you say you don't want to just flat out give mm -hmm. information is because the plot the layers of this plot, which, like I said, are like three different aspects. There's a racial issue, there's a plot about a writer, and there's his family and his and his love life. And they're all linked, like, twisted and layered into this, like, giant, like, fucking big, big stack of paper. Mm -hmm. And you're peeling off one sheet at a time. And the movie does it so... Um, efficiently and so beautifully. It's just one thing mm -hmm. at a time. Because every sheet you remove from that pile, 
like it, it or you're brings, progressing in everything. Yeah. Everything is taking a step forward. This has to do with that, and this has to do with that, and this has to do mm-hmm. with. And this it's thing. how it, all of their like all of these ideas compound together yeah. is really impressive. It's it's a beautiful film. It's, and I would say you know the layering of this of this plot, this this layering of this character. This his name is Monk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nicknamed but, Monk. Yeah, because that. The, the the musician yes. that's the same name they call him Monk yes, which is, yeah, yeah. Anyway. so they have him Monk is played by Jeffrey Wright and um, his brother is Sterling K. Brown and can't remember the brother's name uh, brother's name we really suck at names we have yeah. to remember these characters I knew Monk at least um, the brother the brother American fiction Clifford. I would never remember the that. Cliff. They call him Cliff? Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know about that. Clifford. I don't know. Sterling K. Brown. I don't even remember his name. I, I would have never guessed that. Anyway. No, it's, it's the way that Monk goes ahead and just calls him brother. Yeah. Like, all the time. Yeah, yeah well, he, he calls it, his mom mother and calls mm, his brother brother. So, but like, never I, not mention his name ever. I, I was going to say, the fact that you could peel this plot back, and it's peeled back so well... Because it's resting on the shoulders of Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K. Brown. If we're being realistic, throughout the first hour and a half of this movie, I'm like wondering how did Sterling, how like how the hell did Sterling K. Brown get an Oscar nomination? He's been in this movie for like six minutes. He's not even on the screen. He's never there. In the second half of the movie, he's in it. He's way more frequent. An hour and a half was like too like overblown. Forty five minutes, I'd say, because that movie is an hour. Oh, it's and only seconds. yeah, it's true. It's only two hours. Yeah. I'd say the first hour though, mm-hmm. he's barely there, and then the second half, he's there almost yeah. every scene, and that's when you feel his importance, and that's when you realize that when the plot is seriously, when the sheets of the plot are pulling, 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 and everything is unraveling, he's right there, mm-hmm. and Jeffrey Wright's right there. And they work together so well in this movie. I would say, um, it's a beautiful chemistry. They get one of the yeah. brotherly love to an nth degree. Yeah, in the sense that they love each other and they hate each other at the same time. But they time. also, yes, okay. So they hate each other for some things, but they unconditionally love yes. each other because there's a whole aspect of this family where love feels conditional, mm-hmm. and you know that that that's a whole different other issue in this film that that is not an issue but it's an issue that the film explores that we're not going to get into i don't think that i don't, I don't see the point yeah. but there's a feeling that jeffrey wright and sterling k brown playing brothers are always going to have each other no matter what and so that they they do it so well and there's um and that's why these two guys these two actors are so fucking great in this movie this is why they have oscar nominations it's not a secret jeffrey wright is killer in this movie he doesn't tap into a level of emotional performance like when you have a daniel day lewis and like there will be blood you don't have that here but you have a a, an extremely meticulously attention to detail a performance that is just taking the movie on in stride and progressing it as it needs and it's only appropriate for the character as well because the character he's playing is some sort of like like mad genius like the guy is far from definitely far from stupid (laughs) and so like uh, the fact that he's able to like because there was a one scene specifically where like uh, jeffrey wright was talking to like the mom his his mom basically and his mom was like um you've always been an outlier because you were never understood because of how like genius you are yeah and the fact that like oh, it was such a touching scene too i won't like go any further it's than very that touching. but 
the like what I want to highlight here is how um, perhaps when you, with your comparison with uh, Daniel Lee Lewis that I, I think is not appropriate is more so because it's not the same role at all. No, absolutely not. Do. I'm just saying because it, like it, sometimes some performances, no matter who they are, the character might have an outburst. This mm-hmm. one scene that goes, there's the Oscar scene. He doesn't need that. Nope. He just takes it. Sterling K. Brown has it. He has a performance. Where you're like, I get it now. That's why you're nominated. He has a his spiel on the balcony where he tells yes. his brother yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like a monologue. That's why you get it. He did it in his. Uh, he had a TV show run on NBC, I think, called This Is Us. <laughs> yeah, for like six seasons. He did that in like every episode. Sterling K. Brown. He can do this. He can really act. He's really good. And he has it in this movie. Sends him to mm-hmm. the Oscar. It's no surprise. Um, Sterling uh, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, but I'm saying Jeffrey Wright doesn't have the moment of like the colossal like boom. Or look how good. But he doesn't need it because it's just so he's so good and so consistently and he's such good. a like uh, we we've all we've been ref- referencing layers in like the plot of this movie and how mm-hmm. like you remove one sheet everything else follows suit. Mm. His character is essential to that unfolding of the sheet. He's the main character. He's, no, Without him, more, you ha- you don't have it. Sometimes you have main characters that like you feel like they're like just a part of the plot. Yeah, whereas, it's the world around him mm-hmm. is doing things, but and no, he, he just like lives through it. No. This character single-handedly moves forward the story Sorry in a way that. that is like, to me, mind-blowing. I've yeah. rarely seen like you know when because uh, he's people... push, he's definitely pushing pace mm-hmm. and he, his actions dictate how the movie goes. And it's rare like that you s- when people say this like actor pushed forward the movie as you said. Yeah, um, this is one of them performances, and for yeah. that, totally warrants the nomination. a nomination now. Winning is a whole other story, but they got noms, and it's sick. Um, Technical-wise, this movie has a, a stellar script. I would read this script yes. as a script. I would have fun with this mm-hmm. with this piece of with this document, and just we fucking cracking. I would rip yeah, through it. It, we were... it. it is. I don't know how much is ad libbed, how much is improvised. However, uh, but the script, just the story in itself, is so good. I would read this mm-hmm. as a book. That's how good, the, and it just rolls off itself it's just it's the definition of smooth it really just goes down mm. really well um you pointed this out music in this movie the yes. soundtrack is actually crafted by a composer yeah but it, it evokes yeah a lot yeah. of actual like jazz influences oh it's from, all jazz yeah in, in a way that such was, a beautiful yeah, soundtrack such a beautiful soundtrack which it's a shame because i didn't do any research after watching the movie but i was convinced at first that like it had to be some kind of like reinterpretation of Thelonious's monk, which like, would only make sense because that's which that's only monk. makes sense, and it's it's only a testament to how good it was because I truly felt like this was classic. We're talking music. about a legend, right? Like more so, than a legend. It was sick, it, and 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 the the it's the it's the way that they use it, like they use this music sometimes in moments where it's like, it's it, it feels like. Comedic relief mm-hmm. to some scenes, and it just works because it's it, it feels like it's the I feel like um, I, I when I was listening to the soundtrack of this film after watching the film I instantly felt like um, Ryan Gosling in La La Land yeah, when yeah. he's like uh, this guy's want to work with this guy and he has yeah, his own yeah, idea yeah. but like he's showing him a stone how uh, to work jazz and I'm like this is but this works in the context of the film that it's mm-hmm. in when it comes to American and fiction. it only works because to me this soundtrack does such a good job of painting the scenes like mm. uh, 
you know how like um most often nowadays people associate jazz with like background music mm-hmm. or like with you're at a nice restaurant mm-hmm. there's like a small like ensemble playing like bossa novas and shit yeah, yeah. they just do that this movie is able to complement every single scene where music is involved in a way that is undissociable from it 100%. and for that alone like i was blown away it's a beautiful soundtrack to accompany quite literally one of the best films of last year one of the best films i've seen in a bit it's only what, a shame that we weren't able yeah to i would have cracked the list yeah for sure um i think it's without fucking hesitation that we can come out and say the oscar buzz for this film is well deserved mm-hmm. um i we had a conversation though that like i i think we should like not necessarily redo well, I, but we spoke about how like if we had to base our ranking off of preferences this movie would actually be high really really high yeah i don't know so if you're, it, you changed it, your mind it, since it, it, i yeah because essentially when the oscar nominations came out last week we look at them right and it's like you get what you you get what you expect you there's no running around from you're not going to run away from oppenheimer you're not going to run away from killers of the flower moon you're not going to run away from barbie these movies are going to find themselves in categories and let's be realistic oppenheimer is going to pick up most of this yes However, it was interesting because we were we were thinking, I'm like, this movie, American Fiction, is so fucking good. And to think that it's not going to win a single thing, if we're being objective and realistic. In my eyes, it's tricky because I, I think just like you, would sit down and watch American Fiction again before I watch Oppenheimer again. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of what I prefer. I prefer a lighter comedy drama well executed coming of age type of film than this fucking three hour epic about a bomb and the thing is the that's the main difference between what makes a a timeless masterpiece and something that actually reaches you on a deeper level yeah but because objectively oppenheimer is a better film than american fiction granted but granted you have to analyze a preference it's like maybe i'd rather watch fucking american fiction Mm -hmm. i just enjoyed that but that's only granted you uh analyze it and like your opinion is solely based on technicalities because objectively speaking there's a a subtlety to like different genres and the way they like pursue their ideas and their movies yeah and especially in the sense that you're comparing as you said a big old movie about the bomb and epic like a magnum opus type of thing and this movie which is so subtle yet so well executed that it's um i feel like it's the like uh, same old like conversation we've always had between big movies and subtle performances colliding and you know the the happy medium is when both can share however when you're talking about oscars you're talking about outstanding achievements American fiction, as great as it is, is not an outstanding achievement. Like in we the have same, the yeah, categories and here. And it's not that it's bad, it's just compared to like the others. Yeah, it's no. Just not but in the like, same boat. But like everybody has their own preferences, right? Like, you know, one of my favorite movies that I like throw it out there. Guilty pleasures are overrule good movies sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's for everybody. The amount of times where I've watched my brother, brother Matt, featured on the pod every once in a while, watch the Twilight Saga. It's because it's fun. 
movies are supposed to just be fun sometimes. And not that the Oscars is the no fun league, but essentially the Oscars <laughs> is the no fun league. They don't take shit. They take shit very seriously. And they give awards to the people who stood out more than anybody mm-hmm. else did. And it, and it shouldn't take away from other movies. Though. And I might say, go as far as to say like they, their movies, their choices and their like awards are granted for people that have like, in a sense, passed the mark to like make history. Mm-hmm. And like, to me, I know that like movies are not something that you're going to learn in classes or like when you're in school, in high school or like whenever. But when you consider the fact that like Oppenheimer like did something we've never seen before and had left such a mark on society, that's when an award such as the Oscars is exactly Exactly right. There's no middle ground, though. There is no middleman that says, okay, this is fine and dandy. Like completely warranted well, the middle ground goes to people who are willing to give credit to films that are I films that they enjoy like awards. no there's no like uh, no you could but they're not there are middle ground award shows but they're not taken very seriously the mtv video music mm-hmm. awards are not taken at a like the golden popcorn is fucking dope but they're not taken at a serious level when it comes to the academy or the hollywood foreign press they don't it's not something they care about i think that's when somebody like some people like us or people like other content creators on the online space step in and they are able to say as fucking cool as Oppenheimer is or as fucking cool as the Godfather is. Have you ever watched Lilo and Stitch? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you're supposed to fuck around with these things. It's supposed to be light. It's supposed to be fun. And there's a time and place for some of these movies when you want to rank them at the end of a year. Yes, there's a time and place for the great films to be celebrated as great films. But there's also a time where great films that are not technical masterclasses deserve to be praised as well. Now, to be 100% fair, if those films get nominations, it's done. The work is done. American Fiction got a nomination. Mm -hmm. I doubt it wins, but it it, it definitely deserves its nomination. And the fact that it will be mentioned on the big stage is already like it, a which lot is, of press. It, it's a lot. And then the film can always say we're an Oscar nominated film, mm-hmm. which means a lot in itself because only one film can win or only one performance can win. You know how many good performances there are? Only one of them can win. It's, it's nonsense. Like it's fucking nuts. We can, we're going to talk about it, but it's, it's when you look at it from that scope to be an Oscar nominated in itself is, is, Sorry, is, is important. It's a quite the achievement. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's great. Um, my critique of the Academy, though, is that they almost have like this list of like twenty films, and that's the only they just rotate them. Mm-hmm. Like venture, you you miss things because you don't venture. Uh, look, if we take a look here, Oppenheimer leads the Oscars with thirteen noms this year. Poor Things has eleven, and Killers of the Flower Moon has ten. Thirteen, eleven, and ten. Really. Not that you don't deserve it, but there's other movies that existed too. You can still praise great movies without, you know, anyway. So that's something. Other cool shit that happens at the Academy. Uh, Scorsese becomes the most nominated living director, which is just which is, essentially well-deserved. And, it, and if no anything, cr- I don't want anyone else but him to have it. Yeah, like, it, it only makes sense. He's like the face of cinema. Yeah. At this point. And see, this is a performance from a film that was great and that is heavy and that Lily Gladstone is getting a nomination. She's the first Native American acting nominee. That amazing achievement's been 
piled on by some other bullshit that we're going to talk about on the, on the flip. But Lily Gladstone getting a nomination mm-hmm. is pretty fucking cool. Ever since I saw that movie, I couldn't help but like stay. Like, yeah, we're rooting oh, for yeah, Rooting for yeah. every single day. Um, we're looking at some major categories here. Like, you know, it's it's exactly what you'd expect it to be. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's not a bad thing. These films that are getting Oscar nominated are good. They're not going to win, but they're good mm-hmm. enough to get the Oscar nom, which is, point, which is good in itself. We're just being picky at this point. Because well, like, yeah. realistically... Well, no, well, it's well, more so saying, how can, you not get, how can you not get films that are fantastic to be celebrated in the same vein that the winner of the mm-hmm. Oscar will? Oscar nomination is good, but there's other films here that don't have it's an Oscar nomination. It's perhaps too exclusive. Given like this, well, the, in, given how important to the industry it is, like they should. I know it sounds crazy, but like imagine there was like something such as a mini Oscar, when like yeah, that's maybe not sem- named somewhat degrading. Yeah, maybe not not named the way I just said. <laughs> yeah, like in this vein of we're gonna do something a bit broader. It's just to like actually highlight there, the year. There's so in many cinema. award shows. There's so many. But it's just none of them stand tall like the Oscars. And no one has the pedigree that the Oscars. The Academy just wins. Anyway, can't complain about this list. As much as we've been saying that we don't I don't find it very balanced. Can't complain about this list. Uh Best Picture of Films. American fiction got a nom. We said that a million times. Anatomy of a Fall got a nom. Barbie got a nom. Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Um, first off I can't think of a film that I would like to see here that's not here maybe outside of the Iron Claw mm-hmm. that's it and first off let's just say like from this list alone what a year have we had yeah like, it's sick it's a sick list and it only gets better when you look at like mm-hmm. performances and directors like best director and you sick. mentioned the Iron Claw but mm. to be fair given the list that you've currently like, definitely you've read, beat Maestro in Where the own fuck ad- is May December? It definitely like you know, it, it's not perfect. No, but you can't complain because the films that are underdog enough to get noms got noms. Mm-hmm. Like American Fiction got a fucking nom. Barbie, what the fuck? Why Barbie? Like, is yeah, there? that's a whole yeah. different fucking issue. But like, it, you want to make it a perfect list? Do American Fiction? Do Anatomy of a Fall because it deserves it? Do May December? Do the holdovers? Do Killers of the Flower Moon? Do um, the Iron Claw? Do Oppenheimer? Do Past Lives? Do Poor Things? Do the Zone of Interest? I haven't even seen the Zone of Interest, but I'm banking on it mm-hmm. being that good. Um, best director. Best director is honestly a good list because it's only five nominees, and so they did what they could, and I can't blame them here. All every single director in the best director has an Oscar um, nomination for best picture. So, Justin Trier. Is it always that way though? More often than not, mm-hmm. because if you directed your ass off, your movie's probably good. Justin Trier, Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer, The Zone of Interest. And the people that come in and say that, my girl. From Barbie should have won. I'm telling you, we're gonna talk about it. We gotta talk you about want it. it to have its own segment. It's actually it just it's, it, it, it is off. its own segment. It's gonna be a whole thing because I gotta I gotta I gotta prove I got science I got science I did <laughs> math. I meant this math. I did math. <laughs> Cut me off. Uh, best actor. Uh, we're talking about Bradley Cooper in Maestro. We're talking about Coleman Domingo Rustin. 
Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. That is a good fucking list. Mm -hmm. That is a good, good fucking list. Annette Benning in Nyad. Oh, this is Best Actress. Annette <laughs> Benning in Nyad, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Hullard, Anatomy of the Fall, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, Emma Stone, Poor Things. This is when the That's run a fucking yeah, great list. This too. is where the run ends for Lily Gladstone, though, sadly. What are you talking about? Dude, you got Emma Stone. I give it a 50 50 ball. It's 50 50. It's a 50 50 ball. I'm telling you. I'm a sellout, and even I wouldn't say it's it a 50 50 ball. It's a 50 50 bomb between Gladstone and Stone. Okay, let me then ask this. Oh, no, it's, never mind. The question is irrelevant since in the, the previous award show, they split up the drama and comedy. Yeah, so well, they both won. The issue. Yeah, it fixes the issue. The Academy doesn't. So it's a 50 50 toss up between Gladstone and Emma Stone. It's going to be basically NFL. Uh, fucking, uh, what do you call it? This uh, is. Um, after the fourth quarter, you have overtime. So NFL yeah, overtime. Yeah, it's sudden death, man. Yep. This is it. Um, best supporting actor, you have Sterling K. Brown, Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr., Ryan Gosling, Mark Ruffalo. That is a great yeah. list. That's a and really good what's list. What's crazy, too, is all those actors could very well could very well be like main actors in other movies. No, like they, they're they all are. all like they're all household names. Well, but to to see them in that this category just shows how stacked. There's those a name missing. Were. It's Charles Melton from May December. He got no nothing here, and that's a downright shame. But yeah, but who would you switch out? The only person. Uh, that's the real question. Gosling, Ruffalo, or Brown. Uh, Charles Melton's really that good in this in, in May December. He is that good. It's just who you're gonna sacrifice. You're gonna sacrifice Gosling. You want to see complete fucking uproar? You sacrifice Gosling. If not, bro. Um, I although I've not yet seen poor things, I'd say that I'd make a case for Mark Ruffalo still because to me, um, no, he's it, good. No, but it's. It's not, this about, movie, it's not about being good. It's no, just, no, but again, it's go, it goes farther than just being good. To me, he like, I feel it's an actor that always needs to reinvent himself. Mark Ruffalo, when he goes into a new project, he's always like, doing something different. Yeah, because like he knows that he cannot bank on what he did previously, and I feel like this movie stretched it even further, given what I know about it. Poor things is fucking nuts. Um, best supporting actress, you're dealing with Emily Blunt from Oppenheimer. Danielle Brooks from The Color Purple, America Ferrera, Barbie, Jodie Foster, Nyad, and Divine Joy Randolph, The Holdovers. Where in the fucking fuck is either Julianne Moore, it should be Julianne Moore for May-December. Because, again, May-December is nowhere to be found in these six major categories. I'm just glad Saltburn did it get an on. Well, that would have been the one that it deserves to. Yes, but again. Because it would have been Jacob Elordi and Rosemont Pike. When you're against Randolph, though. Well, Randolph is going to win this category, yeah. hands down. I cannot see anybody in the near vicinity contesting her. As you might have noticed, though, America Ferrera is there from Barbie. And Ryan Gosling is there from Barbie. We've alluded to it before, but Greta Gerwig is not there. Margot Robbie is not there. Um, I don't know if you may have noticed, this set the fucking internet into a shitstorm of, of where the fuck is Barbie and why I didn't see there. And I told you I got math and I did math yep. and I figured it out. And I'll tell you where, where they are, both of them. 
they're where they belong, not in those categories. <laughs> well, they would have been best actress and they would have been best director. So, um, you know, people are not happy about the Oscars. And believe it or not, they're not happy like I am. I'm not happy because the Iron Claw, because Priscilla, because May December did not receive the credit that they deserve. May December has some nomination or one or two. And I think the Iron Claw and Priscilla have zero. Mm-hmm. None. Which, which is a shame. Fucking none. What the fuck is... What the fuck, Oscars? Anyway. Give him set design. Give him anything. But Barbie, who has eight nominations, apparently did not receive enough nominations, according to Barbie fans. So I'm a fucking... I'm a cyber bully. Um, <laughs> Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie are snubbed at the Oscars for Best Director and Best Actress uh, thus far. Uh, it's been a, um, like I said, internet uproar. Even Ryan Gosling and Simu Liu, other actresses such as Michelle Yeoh, and even fucking Hillary fucking what Clinton. What is she doing here? Hillary Clinton's out here, and uh, they're all giving backlash to the Academy, showing major support for Barbie, saying that there is no Ken without Barbie. Those were Ryan Gosling's words. Exactly. Um, is the backlash warranted? No. <laughs> How can we do this without sounding like haters? Essentially, Barbie's I'm, just not fucking good enough. How about that? Basically. How about that? Margot, you're great. Margot, you've been great. Margot, you are fucking fantastic in so many movies. This was... Barbie's just not good enough, man. It's fine. It's a good movie, but we're not going to fucking act. Who would you have replaced? Best director. Where? You're going to remove Jonathan Glazer? Nowhere. Jo- just gonna... nowhere. You don't fit. I'm sorry, Greta Gerwig. You don't fit. And... It's it's a like even okay. So here's what I'm thinking. Even if you were to remove Jonathan Glazer or Justin Triet, a case can be made for fucking Alexander Payne, who directed mm-hmm. The Holdovers, Celine Song, who directed Past Lives, yes, fucking Sofia Coppola directed Priscilla, yep. Or I even take fucking Matt Johnson, who directed Blackberry, over some of these fuckers in this category because Blackberry's not got any nominations. That's all over Greta Gerwig, and I think Greta Gerwig is fantastic. She made Lady Bird. And she's made, uh, um, and I'm blanking on the title of her movie, but she's made fucking great films. She's about to do Snow White. Is she? That's Um, her? Yeah. Whatever, man. I'm in for it. I like Greta Gerwig. I just, this is not the time that you win. This is not the movie you're going to win for. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to win every time. There can only be one winner. Um, And the truth is, I just hate how, like, what really upset me in like this uproar from Barbie fans is how quickly celebrities that were not even involved in the process and even like political figures just jumped like, in Hillary, and were what are you like doing? I'm sorry man but this this ain't for you this not this is not a platform like it's, get the hell out and I'm I'm looking at best actress here I'm looking at Margot Robbie it's like where are you going to fit you're going to who are you going to take off you can't take off Emma Stone you can't take off Carrie Mulligan Sandra Hula sure as hell ain't leaving. I'd ask an even bigger question. What's the actual achievement you accomplished in your movie to be deserving of such a title? We can't do that. We can't do that because we can't say Ryan Gosling did something and Margot Robbie didn't. No, my question was not about like the like ultimate process, but compared to those like actresses, which all have standout performances and special no, like Barbie's part. not special enough it's exactly. just not that's good the enough. thing that's what I, I'm alluding I, to. I was gonna say you can make a case for Annette Benning, but even then she was great in Nyad I would still rank Kaylee Spaney over Margot Robbie uh in best actress uh, rankings so um 
why? Why did this happen? Why didn't the Academy not give love to Barbie? Because the Academy, for all intents and purposes, surprisingly, is not that biased. Well, if, if we're being realistic, it did give love to Barbie. That's that's the but real it gave answer. The it gave the proper love, love yeah, to like Barbie. The maximum amount of love. No, it, it, it gave the right. It, it did the right thing. Barbie, except for America Ferrera and Best Supporting Actress, confused about that one. But fuck it, we let it slide. I think at that point it was just kind of like filling up the list until Divine Joy Randolph wins the award. But it was what it gave the proper amount of love when the movie aired in theaters in the fucking July. Everybody knew that the standout of the movie was most definitely Ryan Gosling, and who no played one Ken. Else. If anything, Michael Every, Sarah. Michael Sarah. I fucking love Michael Sarah. Everything else was fine. I'm saying when you watched Barbie, Ryan Gosling was the funny guy. He was the dude who kind of helped he was with the him. story. He was he him was, for real. He was really good. And so he got the Oscar nom. That's fine. Then when you look at Best Picture, how are you going to discredit Barbie? It was one of the biggest achievements of the year. It grow, It was the highest grossing film of the year. In the year where superhero movies existed, it mm-hmm. grossed more than them. It was big. It was a massive event. It deserves a Best Picture nomination. It's just, can we not, can we stop acting like Barbie is actually fucking phenomenal i ran 25 movies this year it didn't crack top 25 and that doesn't mean that it's bad it just means that there's movies that are better and yeah. there's nothing and it just wrong means that this with movie that is what it is there's nothing wrong with having movies that serve a purpose barbie was fun movies can be fun they don't have to be fun and win awards barbie did what it was set out to do it was a it was a cinema event and it was really good at it Everybody rallied to the theater to watch Barbie. Everybody wearing pink. Like everybody it was so was fucking ready. cool. I just this is the problem with me. Uh, at this point, Barbie's coming off like a little bit, like not a little bit, very, very, very entitled. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you're doing too much. I liked it when you knew what your purpose was. Now you're acting like you deserve awards. I've never seen a movie. This egregiously act like they're owed awards. I don't get that. I've never seen that before. I've never seen... I Like, I'll just put it like this. If Barbie's going to throw a shitstorm about feeling like they, that they deserve awards and the Iron Claw won't, doesn't that say a lot about the Barbie community? Mm-hmm. Like, Anybody who watched The Iron Clock and named three things that were fucking great. The movie itself is great. The stunt work that Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickinson had to learn is great. The costume design, the set pieces are great. The film itself is fucking fantastic. And Zac Efron is a fantastic leading actor in the movie. They got no love, not a single nom in anything, not even stunt and makeup. What do you want? What did Barbie want more? They have eight noms. Fucking suck it up, Buttercup. Pretty much. Like, you know, don't feel bad when you're not going to win anything either, man. You're going to win set design, maybe. You're lucky if you do. Mm-hmm. You're lucky if you do. because and I, and I hate to feel like I'm against Barbie, but this really pissed me off. I don't like that. I, especially I'm not against we, we made a whole point yeah. about enjoying films that are meant to be enjoyed. And they're doing the complete opposite. They're like, like us. We mm-hmm. want our cake. We want people to come to the theater yeah. and love us. And we want to eat the fucking awards, too. What the fuck is what are you doing? I don't like it. I don't like it. Especially when it was it was not its purpose from the get go. It didn't feel like it was. Nope. I mean it felt like a Chevy ad. That's all it was. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was true. There was a lot of shit we had. No, well, you can't even describe it that bad. It's funny. Well-written script. Mm-hmm. And as you said the earlier, I, I think you funny. were like, you were being mean there, but like set design, it could definitely win. It was really... I don't, it, but it shares a tough category. Objectively speaking. Poor Things is in that. Poor Things is in those makeup and costume and set design awards. That's fucking hard to beat. Barbie might get it because Barbie might get costume design because mm-hmm. Barbie was so true to true to, um, like, to, the, like, to the dolls, and which I was loved, sick. And which I love the way they build the world. It felt really plasticky, yeah, but in was, a good way. It's fun. I, I Like I said, I liked Barbie, but I, like I said, I also ranked 25 movies this past year, and there were 25 that were better than Barbie. It's, I go as far as to say that Barbie might not even been number 26. No, no, it wasn't. Not not with American fiction existing. Not nope. with, you know. It's not a bad thing. It's just, what do you want from me? You like, just got to accept the facts you for what they are. You were such a, a cool cinematic moment. Don't try to be something you're not. Because you're going to ruin your legacy. Yeah. Like, uh, just let it be. You know what I really think, if I'm being really honest? Um, I think that they uh, are, are kind of pissed because they got low-key surpassed by Oppenheimer. It was mm-hmm. Barbenheimer, but it was always Barbie, right? And mm-hmm. then as much as I think Barbie ended up grossing 1.6 B, Oppenheimer is like a billion, right? It's right there. And now it's critical season. It's award season. And Oppenheimer is and the fact kind that, of strolling by with everything. Mm-hmm. And, and they made the money and they're making the awards. And the, and the fact that Barbie was pro- perhaps not expecting um, to like... Uh, gross perhaps less not less money but the fact that Oppenheimer grossed as much money as it did they were not expecting so that's another achievement that like kind of like leaves a mark on their legacy too like uh, I don't know they're just really disgruntled for no reason I don't the end of the, at the end of the day it's a pink movie take it as such don't ver- make it a red movie it's, it's a very good movie dude very much fun very fun I don't know talking about fun movies you see the Roadhouse trailer Roadhouse Fucking nuts. Fucking love it. Uh, Roadhouse is essentially a remake of Roadhouse, which was <laughs> a, 19- <laughs> a 1989 movie starring Patrick Swayze. The trailer is decent. Not Ryan Swayze? Patrick Swayze. Ryan Swayze. Do, you know- <laughs> Do you know Ryan Swayze? The um, trailer is decent. Action is whatever. It's a blah, blah action comedy starring Jake Gyllenhaal and the one and the only absolute show stealing magnificent man the, the notorious UFC superstar Conor McGregor you like, told me about this movie existence. how can you not love like, it exactly I sh- fell in love instantly and I saw his scene in the trailer it's fucking sick <laughs> incredible he's just fucking hello fellas <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> He's back. Fuck him up, Connor. Fuck him up. Show him how it's done. Um, Though I find it very him with hair is kind of weird. I I like the I like Buzzcut Connor. Me too. But I I, I do like Buzzcut Connor. Him with hair, he looks like a guy that wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned. He's ready for vacation, but he's got a golf club. He's fucking shit up. He looks like someone who like go to the Bachelors. Like the actual TV show. He's on The Bachelor. So with that haircut, I, 100%. Here's, here's what I say. After watching that trailer, I, I, I want I know two things. There's a good chance I'm going to enjoy this movie. Conor McGregor might not be built for acting. However, however, say. however, he might just prove me wrong. I'm just saying in that trailer, some of the dialogue he delivered, I was like, meh. But he looks like a very cool, um, like, 
goon henchman mm-hmm. type of guy. Let's keep in mind uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yes. You have Jacques St. Pierre, who mm-hmm. played a bad guy in the movie, too. He was pretty cool. Yep. So it's cool when you have these guys come in. I don't know how big of a role McGregor has. He was in the trailer for a little bit, like, too much for comfort, if I'm being honest. Like, I saw him, and I'm like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> you're not just the one scene. You're going to be in this thing. And I'm like, fuck it, then. I'm behind you. I'm mm-hmm. supporting it. Because I'm like, why not? I find it very cool when traditional traditional non-actors take just, roles. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I'm just curious to see how it will unfold. It's, Especially it's, given the controversy it's, it's gonna, it's around... It's going to be a fun movie. But when you consider like the controversy around the release of this movie... Yeah, because like, Amazon's being a fucking asshole. Like, as always. Fucking Bezos. <laughs> I don't know. It's not Bezos' fault. But it's it's essentially... The problem is now the director has said he's not going to the premiere because... Of his own freaking movie. Yeah, because they're not letting it have a theatrical release. But then after watching the trailer... How can you not let that have a theatrical release? Again, I'd go against you on that. I'd be like, this looks so much like a straight-to-Amazon Prime movie. Fuck that. It looks like it's so much fun. You don't think... Think... Okay. The but, thing like... Put your, picture, put your... picture it the same way The Boys was when it first like was launched on Amazon Prime. Yeah, sure. Okay? The Boys, if it was a movie, I would have never seen it as a movie. At least when it started. All right. After do, that, do... with the way like build up, yeah. sure. But this movie comes out of nowhere... The only part of him not attending his own like release party is the fact that it was he was promised a theatrical release and it was then I think away. they should have a theatrical release. It looks too much fun. Put your if you put a business cap on for five seconds, how much money do you think Conor McGregor can gross at the box office? Surprisingly, I don't think it's enough to justify a, a theat. I give it. I think it's. I don't know. Look. Uh, the good way to find this out is what the budget is of mm-hmm. the Roadhouse film, because I'm thinking easily you're gonna make a 100 to 200 million dollars. I Conor think McGregor that's a lot. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't expect that I don't much. Think, I don't and think the so only much. reason is I don't know any like one MMA guy besides you that would go as far as to say that he looked good acting on that he scene. He didn't look good. Yeah, but it's to the point the that it makes you want to go see it. I'm like, yeah. maybe not. No, yeah. It's Jake Gyllenhaal and Conor McGregor. It's fun. I get the point, but again... Think about I'm, it for five seconds. I'm talking seconds. from Think the about non-movie goers. The people that like are into MMA. The people that they're trying to target with that Conor it's a, McGregor. It's a UFC collaboration. This UFC has branded this movie. They're, okay, they, so they're actually going to promote it through... The, there's a whole UFC aspect of this film. No, but like, are they... During the events, the real events. I'll give you an idea. I'll give, I'll give you I know. A, I saw. I saw the fight where he was actually. No, not in just the, that. No, no, UFC shared the poster. They shared the trailer on their social media. So they were doing. They the posted work. it. Like, okay. Then it's a, it's a Conor McGregor. He's he's the face of the fucking UFC. Then it's different. I thought there were like no associations. No, 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 no. They're pushing this movie. That's what I mean. If they're they're pushing get all it, the it, MMA yeah. guys to go. Okay, if they're pushing it, yeah, sure, you're 100 to 200 that's million what makes the, sense. If it was, there, if it wasn't for that, straight dud. I don't know about I'm that, man. I'm liking it. I, I, I'm, I, I like these fun action movies. I'm waiting for the C minus to come in. <laughs> I'm gonna see how much I enjoy it. I'll see. Um, do you have a non-actor that you'd love to see play in a movie or a series? <laughs> think of an athlete. Think of like a political figure. An athlete. Think about anybody who's not an actor. Hmm. I'm trying to think of something funny, but like, 
I really think there's potential in a um, uh, what the fuck. I'd love. I honestly, I think that um, the UFC fighters that are going right now in that same vein as Conor McGregor, the, the loud and cocky ones, they can play villains. Like I see day. Sean Sugar Show just going in to make a movie. Sugar Sean O'Malley would be a fucking hilarious. I would love it. I think he would be a great, um, just like either a cocky young bad guy. Or like a spry hero. Like I don't know what he would be, but, but he'd be great. Again, I don't know because I it might sound crazy, but I wouldn't wish on anyone who's not an actor to actually pierce as an actor. Just truthfully, all the you, all the WWE guys did it. The difference is WWE is literally a show. Yeah, that's like, true. It's their job to put on a show. If it's not your job and your like vocation to go ahead and like just make people like entertain. It's hard on you. And I ultimately, you asked the question. I could think of like funny like memes to do so. Oh, 100%. But like ultimately, would I really not? not I'm not shipping anybody to acting. If anything, Obama. Barry Bomb. Obama could act. He could do it. Stephen A from ESPN, he does it already. He's yep. on General Hospital. And he's he was in the Creed 3. Yeah. yeah. I could I, see I, him doing it. I could see him doing it. I could see him doing something. He could be a... He's in General Hospital. He has a shootout scene at some point. He's shooting guns and shit. Man, the gangster all of a sudden. He's hilarious. I fucking love Stephen A. Smith. Um, yeah, essentially, yeah. Roadhouse coming March 21st. I'm going to be excited to watch that. We're going to talk about it on here. Uh, for sure. Because if Conor McGregor actually turns in a Best Supporting Actor performance, I'll be um, not be surprised. I'll give you 100 bucks. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's um let's play a game essentially the past like fucking i don't know how many weeks of pod have been so stacked that we don't play games anymore but we're here for it and we're here to have and, fun uh, in honor of the best oscar best picture oscar nominees we figured that we would play a game essentially it's the best picture draft this is not very hard of a game it's a five on five uh, as in we have to pick a set of five films and then we're gonna ask the audience to vote on who has the better set of five films um, without further ado, we're going to pull up Siri, ask her to flip a coin. And it's time to grab the whiteboards. Yes, we have whiteboards. No visual aid for anybody oh, to God see. Damn. But we have them. All right, heads or tails? Tails. It's your call. Okay, so Siri, flip a coin. Hang on a second. I'm going to put the fucking sound You always on. miss it up. I forget to put sound on. Come on, Siri. Don't fuck this up for me. Come on, Siri. Siri, flip a coin. It's tails this time. Yes, sir. Siri, you literally never make me win. Fuck you. I won't respond to that. Uh, <laughs> that's, honest, Get owned. That's fair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just told you I was sorry. Don't fucking say that you're sorry to me. I just told you I was sorry. She just turned herself off. All right. She knows better. Okay. Picks one to five. We're yeah. going uh, just. Uh, uh, I think the first pick is. We're actually. doing a we're doing a like one 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 type of thing. So it's like I go then you go, uh, you go then I go then I go then you go. Not just a. It's not a stake. It's not a snake. So it's not like you pick, I pick, I pick, you pick. I'm. It's not a two pick it's advantage. One 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 one. Yeah, one 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 one. I'm sorry in advance. Where are you going? With? I'm taking Rocky. That's fine. You must have forgore. I don't forgore. I always plan ahead. You took Rocky number one. Yep. I think The Godfather. 
Fine, I'm taking Godfather Part Two. <laughs> you know what? That's scummy. That's <laughs> that's not scummy because I actually prefer the second one, and that might be what I actually do. It's I, actually, I love the. It's, it's like both. It's like taking two like ten out of tens mm-hmm. and being like, which one do you like more? It's a preference yeah. thing. And only to close this because I feel like it's important. I feel the way this movie ends, the second one, is one of the most like incredible cinema like moment. That's fair. So that's that. I can't. I can't get mad at it. Um. Give me the absolutely heartbreaking film, um, Schindler's List. I'm talking about Liam Neeson. Talking yeah. about talking about I'm sad. Uh, talking about because um, you took me pick. I fucking knew you had that because I know you like that it's movie. It's fine. I have a backup. Uh, fucking Liam Neeson, right? Yeah. And uh, Steven Spielberg. So we're talking about a great movie there, a sad one. I'm thinking The Sound of Music. Hmm. I didn't have that on my board. I saw it. Looked it off. That's a good pick for me. I like when you take that. You could take that all day. All day. So what do you have now? Just to run up the picks? I have Rocky, The Godfather Part 2, yeah. The Sound of Music. Okay, I got Godfather, Shinlo's List. And um, chuck in like a pure enjoyment piece. It's just a sick-ass fucking movie. Don't criticize my pick. Gladiator. Chuck in Gladiator in the mix. Don't fucking look at me with that fucking face. What's I wrong will. with that? What's I'm wrong? taking Casablanca. <laughs> no fucking problem. You're going to get washed. I'm not. <laughs> I need you to take those movies. I need you to go for the old ones that no one gives a shit about. That's how I'm going to win the vote. I think about the audience. <laughs> oh my God, I think about being right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, Godfather, Schindler's List, Gladiator. I will add to that list Silence of the Lambs. So Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins, of course, Hannibal Lecter, some real spooky shit. <laughs> um, we're going into the last round. You're sitting with Rocky, Godfather Part 2, Casablanca, and The Sound of Music. Yep. I am sitting with The Godfather, Schindler's List, Gladiator, Silence of the Lambs. And I'm sticking with my guns. Where are you going? With? one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> no problem. Easy money. We're racking up today. <laughs> We're racking up. Give me Forrest Gump at the five. Fine. That's dope. So, obviously, two different approaches to this game. <laughs> we took we, we took what is widely considered as two of the best movies of all time off the board immediately. And then it was all kind of downhill from there. We went two separate directions. I came with more modern picks, and you went with as far back mm. in time as you possibly could. Yep. Just out of it, curiosity, just because I have movies here that I did not I do pick, have, like, yeah. Did you have The Deer Hunter? Nope. Okay. Did you have The Departed? Yes. Did you have anything everywhere all at once? Yes. Okay. I had those. I had... Also, I had Amadeus. Okay. Argo. Okay. Beautiful Mind. All right. Dances with the Wolves. Okay. For my dad. He uh, likes that one? Yeah, he likes that one. Shout one of his like, better story. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Okay. And West Side Story. Yeah. Any one of those picks would have gotten you washed. I think that the chance that you have in winning the vote is with... Um, the cinephiles like if you get some fucking film studies that was my target audience like you're going to win with that the was fucking, my target i'm going to win with the people because i got the fuck i got forrest gump <laughs> that, dude you have forrest gump i'm over like uh, <laughs> trump card he was running what a vote no just make sure you leave Lady, your picks leave your picks though i remember them I'm I'm gonna, i'll write them back down because i'm gonna forget them you forgore yeah i'm gonna make the graphic after that's fine i was just writing down all the extra shit all right then. If I had to redo my list, though, the only thing I would swap, and I were you mean, like, 
Hang on a second. Were you gatekeeping the old films out of fear that I would try to take them? Nope. I was uh, trying to save. The only one I was scared that you would take was Rocky. If it That's was fair, because I w- but I still would have gone Godfather first pick. I would still take Rocky because ultimately you were talking about the audience. I knew that part two was around, and my pick was part two. Ultimately, so- ultimately, what I was hoping was Rocky Godfather part two. Then no, you I would have taken Godfather Part One. Mm-hmm. You would have taken Godfather Part Two. Then I would have picked up Rocky. That's where I was hoping, but then I lost that chance. So I had to go just go with the People's Champions, go with Gladiator. <laughs> go with, <laughs> like, Gladiator is a weird pick in my opinion. Gladiator is a fucking given. Amazing movie. Given what else you had in, as far as op, as far as options go. Technically, Forrest Gump's a weird pick too. No, technically Forrest Gump is just right. Forrest Gump is amazing. <laughs> like that movie is the one that will seal the deal. That and Sil- so? Silence of the Lamb and Forrest Gump will the, seal the deal. I went with the People's Champions. Um, regardless, that graphic will be posted on uh, Instagram and it'll be available for everybody to vote on see who the real winner is. Um, that will offer bragging whites that last about a week until we come back next week and play a different game. I'll already hand them to you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. The vote might not go my way. Um, essentially, uh, this has been the Cinecloud podcast week 18. Actually, I don't week know why something. I give a number. It's just been the Cinecloud podcast once again. Um, that's this week's iteration of it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know. Is there anything in the Oscars that you find off or anybody that was snubbed? Also, um, I would ask what you think about American fiction, but I really don't give a shit. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Then you'll understand what we're on and go from there. Um, only, only. What talk- is your top five? If top, you had a top, top five, uh, uh, like best pictures. Best picture. Yeah, if you would have played the game with us, who would you have taken? Who do you think has the list? You can write anything to us. Let us know. And uh, that's it. Thank you very much for listening and everything. And uh, that's it. Uh, we'll see you next. Yeah, week. thank you. See you next week, of yep. course. And and sputtered projects in between. You're hearing from us at some point, somewhere, at some time. Just follow the Instagram at Cinecloud um, on Instagram. Yeah. That's perfect. All right. Thank yep. you. Um, been Nick and Nick. Yeah, been Fuck the Academy, too. How about that? Just wanted to throw it out there. They didn't do a bad job, but just fucking don't like them. So that's it. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>